Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Hi, Brianne. Good evening, Melanie. How was your Halloween? It was lovely, actually. Yeah. It was good. We did um, safe, masked, distanced, modified trick-or-treating. And there were some people who did the whole send the candy down the chute thing, which was adorable. And I want that to happen every year now because it's just adorable. There was no shoots in my neighborhood. Really? That's sad. We didn't do my neighborhood. My best friend has lived in this city much longer than I have, and she knew what was up. So we went to the neighborhood she said to go to, which is where all the professors live. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> we're in a college town, so we went to the professor neighborhood. And uh, it was very cute and very good. Yeah, it's like, oh, shoot, no shoots. Yeah. Oh, Melanie. Yeah, but this it was... the tone that we're starting with. <laughs> it's like, wah, wah. No, we didn't even... We were out for 30 minutes. The mosquitoes, I mean, they're like the size of horse flies out here. So oh my they were like eating us through our clothes. Oof. And we were pretty layered up. So we were like, oh, we got our little buckets full back to the house. Yeah, fair enough. If your buckets are full, it's all you need. Yeah, so we have candy... We took down all the Halloween direction, decorations today. We put up our Christmas tree. You have candy. I'm, I'm going to skim that. I'm not going to talk about that. You have candy. And also we are soul sisters because right before we were going to record, uh, we were like, already ready? You know, let's, let's go up to our recording areas and everything. But we both had to finish eating some stolen kids Halloween candy first. And it wasn't even just that we were both eating (laughs) stolen candy. We were eating the same kind of candy. We were both eating mini Butterfingers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but my rationale is that it gets stuck in your teeth so they don't need it anyway. Not that they really need any of it, but they super don't need that. Um, well, I eat it because it gets stuck in your teeth and you can chew on it for like half an hour. So yes. So good. Yes. I'm also so a this... big fan of the Whoppers. God, I love the Whoppers. I'm mixed about the Whoppers. Mostly I would say I don't like them, but now and then I get in the right mood. Isn't now and then a candy too? Yeah, I hate it. I can't. No, I don't remember. I'm, I'm pretty picky about fruity candies. I don't. I don't like chewy like... Uh, what's that one? Starburst. I hate Starburst. Really? No, oh, I can't do that. No. My kids that... did uh today. I I never was real big into giving them um hard candy. It just freaks me out. I'm always afraid yeah. they're gonna choke. Um, yeah. But they saw when I was going through the packages, you know, hoping that someone gave us accidental drugs. I saw that. <laughs> did uh, anyone? No. Damn of course it. not. Um, but they, there was, um, someone gave them like handfuls of the warheads, like the really sour ones. Oh yeah. And they were like, I've never eaten one of those and I don't want to. Oh, they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's the absolute best, worst candy ever. Like it's so (laughs) sour. And, uh, I was like, there's no way, uh, I was like, I'm, you guys can't do it. Like, cause there's no way you're going to take your little hands and pull it out of your mouth and everything's going to get sticky. You're going to touch my wall. You're going to touch my sheets. And uh, no. <laughs> and then Ava was like, I'll tell you what, mom, we won't do that. We will keep it in our mouth and we will have a competition and, oh. and see who can last the longest. And man, none of them took it out. They actually were like, this is the best thing ever. You make really hardcore kids. Yeah. I think oh, they were shit. lying to me because they were trying to be <laughs> tough, but. Oh, somebody gave our kids a Jesus pamphlet. We didn't get any of those, but you're kind of in that area. 
There was yeah. somebody with um, you know no, those. We're really not like this was actually an extremely liberal area. Like almost every house had a Biden Harris or Black Lives Matter sign. Which, by the way, holy shit! I just realized my episode drops on election day. Continue. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a good election day. Yeah, uh-huh. I was going to say, we didn't, we didn't have any Jesus pamphlets. We did have at one house, you know, those big head cutout things. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone was wearing a big Donald Trump one. And I don't know, Ugh. their house was decked out like super fucking scary. So I don't know if like, oh, it was not to be, oh. But it's so hard to tell being in Louisiana because yeah. it is a red state, you know, but. yeah. It's a red state here, but it's it was a blue neighborhood. Yeah, so it was it was interesting. <laughs> I think he was being funny. I don't know. It's just one of those things you just can't tell. Yeah, I don't think I saw any really uh, political costumes or decorations or anything. Really, the closest it came was the Jesus pamphlet, which... I, I don't know how I feel about the fact that it was wrapped around a full-size chocolate candy bar. Hell, I'll read some Jesus stuff I mean, or some good yeah. old chocolate bars. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have to admire the commitment if, I don't know. Usually, I, I guess I think of people as doing the Jesus pamphlets, like, uh, instead of candy, like, kind of to scold people for participating in Halloween or something. Yeah, uh, I would totally get that. Or um, a big favorite of the people that pass out the old Jesus pamphlet is uh, when they're eating out and they go to tip you for your service, but instead oh, of God. cash, they give you the Jesus pamphlet. I hope they know that has gained them zero new souls and probably lost quite a few. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. We need to revisit our strategies. I, I don't know if I should say we. I am a Christian, so I want to say we, but like, I'm not that kind, so maybe not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Christian too. I put up my Christmas tree today. Oh, Melanie, I'm not going to talk to you about that. I know you keep, you won't let me. It's beautiful. I, no. I'm just going to be quiet for a minute so that you can tell our listeners anything that you might want to tell them i will not engage with christmas for 30 more days that's boring i will hand you the floor and i'm not doing this for 2020 either i put it up november 1st every year i'm not you know jumping on some bandwagon or something melanie what the fuck it makes me happy i like to do things that make me happy well I am very in support of that theory. I, I'm i just, I don't relate to what makes you happy. That's my thing with Halloween. I put up Halloween decorations on September 1st. Um, as you know, I had a coma, almost died. And after that, I've always loved Halloween. But after that, I was like, you know what? If I play my cards right, one sixth of my life can be Halloween. And that's that's pretty good. And I was almost dead. So fuck it. Um, I love that. So I, I do, I do get with the sentiment, just, just not the Christmas. <laughs> no, I love spooky Halloween, but I love, I don't know. It's like September to like the start of the new year is like my jam. I like that. It's like a big slice of cake and you know, I just layer by layer, but you know, it's Christmas and I like a lot of icing. You're so pure. And it's shiny. I'm a simple person. I like lights. I like shiny things. Now I want cake. Oh, I love cake. Mm. Mm. I've been on kind of a cake kick lately. Well, I support the spirit of it. Um, My thing with Christmas is once I get to it, I always enjoy it. But I always, I've got to get there kicking and screaming. Once I give in and put up the Christmas tree, which will be Thanksgiving night, I will reluctantly embrace this. But not a minute before that do you think maybe rushing to put your christmas tree up like during thanksgiving which is to me stressful enough see if you <laughs> do it now okay that's that's the thing oh and man you can take, a story there you can take baby steps like right now i didn't do my complete tree i got it out i'm a hell of a fluffer it's all fluffed <laughs> i bet you are yep i'm the fluffer <laughs> 
First of all, if I were to adjust the Christmas start date, it would be later, not sooner. And second of all, okay, imagine this, Melanie. Imagine that you meet, you haven't met Cody, and you meet the man of your dreams. Let's say it's not Cody. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're doing with Cody in this scenario. <laughs> you meet the man of your dreams. He's, it's a parallel universe. Yes, sure. It can be a different Cody or not. I don't care. Um, Man of your dreams. It's all perfect. He is smart and funny and cute and you love him and all that you want him to be. And then you find out that he has a family tradition that he is deeply attached to called immediately after Thanksgiving dinner. Like immediately you put up the Christmas tree. Do you keep him? Um... Can I put a Christmas tree up before and have two Christmas trees? Sure. Yeah. No, it, it's not really about having to wait until then. It's about. Like it's the next day or it's after dinner. No, it's like you stand up from the table and you go do it. No one takes naps? Oh, fuck no. No, no. Or like, man, I had Thanksgiving and like the first thing I want to do is take a big old like deuce so I can eat some more. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, no, there's there's none of that. Once the eating is done, uh, some degree of cleanup is done. If you're not, you know, at your own house, obviously you go to your own house and like you walk in, you hang up your keys, you pick up the Christmas tree and put it up. There's, it's, But there's never not eating on Thanksgiving. That makes no sense. I'm so confused. You guys oh, stop I mean, eating you, on Thanksgiving? Oh, I hate Thanksgiving food. With a burning, fiery passion. Do you, what do you eat on Thanksgiving? Uh, anger. Oh my gosh. Do you have turkey? <laughs> I Oh God. I can't tell the turkey story on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, this There's will just have to story. build this up for Thanksgiving. Like every mm, yeah. week, just give us a little snippet of... Fuck. Okay, so the snippet I'll give you this week is no, I don't eat the turkey. And then... Maybe I'll tell you more next week. <sighs> My mom and husband love to put me on blast for this, so I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Woohoo! Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story that's not about turkey. Okay. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> I hate stories about turkey. Um, today I'm going to tell you a story about a city with a problem. A problem. Have you put together at all what this episode is about so you kind of gave me some hints yes and i don't know why i'm so invested in keeping it a secret but if you have put it together i have not tell me the truth don't don't humor me honestly i've been so busy with my christmas tree i haven't had time to google (laughs) yeah you forgot we were even recording tonight (laughs) i know thank god it wasn't my episode we'd be so fucked (laughs) yeah I did that thing last week that you do, like, uh, you know, when you wake up and you think you're late for work and it's Saturday or something. Where oh, yeah, when you thought it was... For, like, three days about you how thought am it I gonna... was your week. Yeah, and then was, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't look, so I'm excited because this is going to okay. be a new movie for me. It is. All right. So it is the story of a city. The year was 1962. And the city of Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh, and I just realized something very important, which is called, I have to say the name Centralia about 700 times in this episode. And I did not check the pronunciation. (laughs) Maybe I should. Hold on. I think the audio guy's going to have to take this out. Google it. I am. Because if I am wrong about this. Oh, this is not getting cut. Just do. Oh, fuck. Thanks, Melanie. <laughs> hey, because I mean, this, week, is, this is fairly well known. I'm the person that stumbles on the words. All right. Centralia, Pennsylvania. The year was 1962. And they had a trash problem. A trash problem? A trash problem. Oh, no. So, Centralia was a small nearly self-sustaining coal mining town with 1,200 close-knit residents, shops, and a profitable amount of anthracite coal and a whole lot of trash. Oh, I wonder if they had trash raccoons. 
what is a tra- what is a trash raccoon? Just like a raccoon? Yeah, that eats okay. the trash. I mean, that would be a reason to move there for me. You know how I feel about raccoons. You don't like them? I love raccoons. That's the animal. That's the animal you like. I'm done. I'm done with you. I quit. I quit. I, I hate Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't hate Christmas. I I'm just a, a late bloomer on Christmas. I hate Thanksgiving and I love raccoons. You hate pigs. You hate fish. I have a Thanksgiving yeah. dress. It it's a all black dress and all around the skirt it's just bats and I wear it every Thanksgiving because it, it's my feeling. <laughs> it's like semi realistic <laughs> bats. It's a very gothic dress. All right. And that. Yeah, anyway. So trash. <laughs> trash. And trash raccoons. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't know that there were raccoons. There, there were other animals, though, but we'll get there. So there were quite a few what I saw referred to as unregulated dumps located there. And poorly managed trash in a city, it's not good. No. It's, it's you, you don't realize how much you need good sanitation waste management till you don't have it. Because it smells. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like a beating heart under the floorboards, like, no matter how much you try to ignore it, it's it gets there. bigger, nastier, harder to deal with, it starts to create smells, it starts to attract rats. Mm. A lot of out-of-control dumps means a lot of smells and a lot of rats. I love that you problems. keep saying out-of-control dumps. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's so classy. So in 1962, the city council had had enough of it. It was May. Memorial Day was around the corner. It, it it had to stop. And the council decided to address the Centralia landfill, which was an abandoned mine pit, because remember, it's a mining town, before the upcoming Memorial Day parade. So how, Melanie, tell me this. You're, you are the mayor of Centralia now. How, congratulations. How would you go about solving that problem? You you got out of control dumps, since you want to hear that again. <laughs> You've got unregulated shit. One of them is real big, nasty, stinky. Memorial Day's coming. It's got to go. What do you do? Well, it's got, it's got a, it's just, it's a problem. What do you do? All right. Two things. Okay. Um, before I answer this question, uh, I lived in a place called Greeley, Colorado before I moved to Louisiana and, okay. uh, just Google it. It stinks. Like, that's what they're known for. And they can't, like, wipe that uh, off their reputation. Um, it just smells really bad. I think the NFL had a training camp there. And, like, any interview, they were just talking about how terrible Greeley stinks. Oh, my God. And then also, it, Was it really that bad? Oh, it's really bad. Especially when the wind kicks just right. Ooh. <sighs> it's bad. There's, like, a no, slaughterhouse no there. Your- Oh, hell. Okay. So, you know, when coronavirus first broke out and like uh, the thing that was on the news, it was like on all the news was how like the meat factories, like everyone in the Mm -hmm. meat factories were getting the coronavirus. That was like the beginning of what we're going through. Yeah. That's where I lived. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. It stinks there for sure. So, and then number two number two um oh god i just found out that i mean i kind of started smelling it a couple days ago but i just found out where the stinky house on the street because our septic air pump oh stopped working and i didn't know it was us because we've never had a septic system but our very nice neighbor bruce came over um and he was like hey you know i did this as a side gig um don't worry i'm not singling you out there's a couple people that have this issue um and i guess he was friends with like the previous owners he was like they had issues with theirs like three or four times he's like i just if you want i can check to make sure it's getting you know power and stuff so he came and checked it and yeah we have to get that thing that pump replace so as a person who has hold on so this has been on your mind but before you tell me what you would do i want to know that you are I want you to know that your answer will be judged on a scale of did not to did trigger a disaster. Okay. Okay. Well. Good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. 
I would tell my husband about it and pray he has a solution. <laughs> no, you're the mayor, Melanie. Oh, God damn it. I'm the mayor. You're um, the mayor of um, Malalia, Pennsylvania. Okay, so I'm the mayor. It smells like shit. Mm-hmm. We are canceling the parade and mm. we will get some burn barrels. I don't know. Okay, well, that's outside the box sort of and you i don't know depending on what you do with your burn barrels maybe you do maybe you don't trigger a disaster i would safely burn the stuff that i can burn okay well that's that's similar to what centralia the centralia pennsylvania city council came up with which Mm. was simple set it all on fire yeah because hot garbage sounds Mm. great (laughs) oh that's the least of the problems so that is exactly what they did. Now, Centralia was built on top of a labyrinth of mine tunnels, like a giant honeycomb. This long, winding maze completely underneath the entire city. Well, I don't, I don't think it was even a city, but uh, I don't know if it was at this point, but it was later considered a borough. I can tell you right now, that or- does not sound good. No, it's not. Um <laughs> So when they lit it on fire, unfortunately, it hit a flammable vein of coal Mm. and the fire spread underground. Oh, no. Yeah. So from one tunnel to the next, it built into a raging inferno underneath Centralia. A raging inferno of hot garbage. Uh, well, I mean, it, it went so far beyond the garbage. Like, the garbage was in one abandoned mine pit. This spread to basically all of them under the entire city. That's really upsetting. Yeah. Like, it, the, the garbage was no longer the point at this point. How would you even, as the mayor of uh, whatever city you live in in Pennsylvania, how would you even go about putting out an underground fire? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> Um, they're not around any large bodies of water, are they? Mm, not that I know of. They're screwed. We're moving out. It's a ghost town. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. Now, how long do you think it would take to put out this underground fire? Oh, jeez. You didn't know you were going to be put on the spot today as the mayor. I'm feeling really dumb. Mm-hmm. Just, just throw something out there. Uh, a day, two days a week. Okay, I'm trying to think. I'm just going to kind of go off some episodes. I would say three weeks. Episodes of what? Just things that I've been working on. Okay. Uh, It took longer than that. Oh, wow. It went on for days and then weeks. And then the carbon monoxide levels in the mines began to rise and they were forced to close. And, I mean, these mines were the town's livelihood. The coal heated their actual homes and not just that, but provided for their families with, you know, the income. Right. From the miners. So they had spent, at this point, well over a century taking all this coal out of the earth, leaving behind abandoned tunnels, mines underneath their streets, underneath their homes. And now those created a perfect path for fire to spread and thrive. Under the houses? under everything oh no there were so many that it was hard to even isolate the problem and every time they tried to get underground and put the fire out they failed they tried pouring water down there to put it out they tried pouring sand down there to seal it off um a few dozen residents tried pissing into it simultaneously ostensibly to put it out but i mean i have to wonder if they had other motives or things that makes no sense i'm i just feel like maybe they wanted to be together and needed a reason i don't know (laughs) Um, i could just see some like we're in pennsylvania i don't know like just some dudes coming out of a pub or something and being like hell yeah uh, yeah. i mean they it's the thing i saw said a few dozen so like at least 36 Oh, that's a lot. even 36 streams did not do it. What do they call that? Sword fighting, right? You know, they actually had a name for it. Like, there's there's apparently some kind of name for mass peeing. 
And I I did not know that word and apparently I still don't, but it exists. Well, we'll look it up and we'll put it on social media <laughs> because I need to know if it's that many people and it's not sword fighting, what is it? Yeah, it's it's not as um descriptive. We'll make I mean, our own. D- like, does this not sound like some kind of parable about, like, ransacking the earth like this and then just leaving it hollowed out and abandoned, like like a vengeful giving tree or something? And then pissing on it. And then pissing on it, yeah. Humans so are fucking terrible. You, yeah, get ready. Um, By the way, I think I told you yesterday, maybe I told the audio, I told somebody. I realized after I was completely done with this episode, it had nothing to do with my timing or reasoning, that this will drop on election day and has a lot of governmental fuckery in it. Mm. Um, so what they needed was one big extinguishing to really just do it once and for all. And that was possible. That was doable. But... It was going to cost $50,000. Okay, wait, wait. So they have massive inferno underneath the mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And it only costs 50000 This is 1962. Okay, that's the equivalent of 430000 today. Okay, that's not bad. That's like... I mean, yeah. Like, for what it is, that that's not really that bad. But... The federal government was willing to pay half, but not more than half. The county itself was going to have to cough up the rest. And they didn't have it. They had 1,200 people. All they could do was cover up the fire and wait. So the federal government just kind of left them to their own yeah, that, device. That's... As, a, as a Louisiana native, I'm sure that comes as a shock to you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. There's still lots of blue tarps on these roofs over here. Mm-hmm. Well, the days turned into weeks. The weeks turned into months. The months turned into years. And the fire continued to burn. Its reach expanded 500 feet every year. The oh. years, Melanie, the years turned into decades. And the whole time the earth beneath their feet was on fire. The ground continued to burn. Some areas were over 900 degrees, which is the temperature of magma. Ooh. One resident named Joan, just a regular ass lady, had a backyard with a surface temperature, like touching the ground with your hand, of 626 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, you wouldn't touch your hand on it because it would melt (laughs) the fuck off. Yeah. That's like... Oh, that's like, um, what did we play as a kid? The ground's lava. Yeah, it's literally lava. That's really cool. Your city is lava. The grass is lava. The floor is lava. Man, people are still living there? Uh, well, hold on. So, sinkholes appeared all over town with smoke pouring out of them. Mm -hmm. The woods became a giant landmine where anywhere you stepped could collapse into a sinkhole. People would walk into the woods and come back out with broken bones and horrific new memories. Why are they going into the woods? I mean, why are they going into the woods? I don't know. But... It was not uncommon to find dead deer sticking out vertically from holes in the ground, surrounded by steam pouring out of the earth, with smoke coming from their mouths, cooked alive trying to climb out of a hole. Oh, I don't like that mental imagery at all. But now it's yours forever. I'll just get my (laughs) Christmas tree after this episode and I will be okay. You need to start recording by your Christmas tree, I think. Yes. I am. I will be recording by a Christmas tree soon because as much as I'm a slow starter on Christmas, I am a big believer in having a tree both in my living room and my bedroom. Oh, I like. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Anyway, um, one Centralia resident remembers swinging in her friend's backyard as a child when she was looking and suddenly the grass underneath her friend's cat turned brown and then the cat just vanished into a sinkhole forever oh my gosh Mm -hmm. 
Um, basements. It's like the fucking apocalypse. Yep. Basements filled with gas. Homes slowly tilted on their foundations and had additional supports built onto their sides again and again until it literally looked like the entire side of the house was just covered with brick chimneys, like one after the other. Oh, you no. know how there will be like a line of brick from the bottom to the top. Right. The chimney? It looks just like that. Only a bunch of them. And it was support because everything was just kind of sinking. $50,000. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Homeowners bought gas detectors that told them when their homes were not inhabitable. And a yellow school bus stayed posted up waiting for the need to evacuate. And two cemeteries fell into the earth and into the burning underground with an environment comparable to the surface of Saturn. So they basically went to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Their their caskets did anyway. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. So I wonder developed, not surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm sorry. My brain is still stuck on cemeteries and, because you think when you go understandable place to get stuck they're gonna bury you you're just in your spot forever but that's not necessarily the case no the earth could swallow you up it could swallow you up a big storm could come you could float away oh yeah that shit does happen louisiana doesn't it yeah yeah we gotta do a casket episode Ooh. i'm trying to figure out how to safely go i'm gonna call and see um how it's going but um I met, I was going to try to go last week, but I really want to hit up the death museum here. What's the death museum? Some museum about death. I don't know. You're not allowed to take pictures. Some people can't make it oh, through. Wow. But I feel oh like my God. I feel like it would be really good for uh the podcast, even maybe like a Patreon episode, but I was like I'm Heck sure yes. I could find like some I mean it's a museum about death. I'm sure there's some I don't know, research in there. I am very intrigued, and I will be Googling that as soon as we are done recording. I think there's one in the Bodies exhibit once. Yeah, I think there's one in, like, California. I think it's, like, super morbid. I'm not sure I need to, like, I know they have um, one of, like, Jack Kevorkian's pieces, like, that type stuff. So, we'll see. I don't know. I I find it fascinating, and, um, you know, I'm... If it's safe to do so, I, I want to check it out. I know, like, libraries and stuff are open, and it seems like a reasonable thing to be able to go out and do. Yeah, wear a mask. Don't don't hug anyone in there. Yeah, usually museums and don't stuff, lick like, you're, you're by yourself most of the time anyways. Yeah, just don't, don't lick stuff. No. <laughs> no. Um, Not at all. So, yeah. So, Centralia. Meanwhile, back in hell. Uh, health problems developed. You're probably not surprised to hear this. No. Um, weirdly, the town did not dwindle as quickly as you might expect. 13 years after the fire started, people were still buying new homes in Centralia because they were being advised by realtors that the fire was on the downswing. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. You can't One trust those, a realtor. Yeah, no. It's not another spoiler alert. It wasn't. <laughs> um, one of those homeowners, Christine, seemed to have regrets in her 1982 interview when she said, quote, someone isn't protected. Suppose someone isn't protected from the gas and gets a headache. The natural thing for them to do is take a couple aspirin and lie down to rest. It could be their last rest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it could. Uh, so stuck in the house that she and her husband had bought, she started writing letters asking for help, including one to then President Reagan. She got one back from the Secretary of Health, advising her not to let her kids sniff the cracks in the floor. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you go sniff a crack. It's not what the <laughs> fuck I'm asking. Jesus. What the... A 65-year-old widow lost one adult son to kidney disease, and then when her second son developed the same problem, came to find out that it was related to the gas in her house. She made a plan to move and angrily said, if I was offered foreign aid, I'd take it. My own government isn't helping me much. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. 
some residents said some people said residents had a distinctive cough that was worse than black lung and that you'd know if your loved one was home when you heard the worst cough in the world oh no they said you could spot centralians by their cough in stores in surrounding towns like you'd be walking through walmart and you'd be like oh they must live in centralia jesus mm-hmm. uh, on valentine's day in 1981 several state politicians came to centralia to meet with its leaders on valentine's day uh-huh how lovely i know like what that yeah as they move through the small town a mom named florence needed the tea about this mm-hmm. she had to know why these men were there so she sent her 12 year old son todd to find out <laughs> I look forward to the day I can send my kids on gossip scouting expeditions into the community. (laughs) Right? Go find Um, out what they're talking about. Right? So Todd left. Shortly into his walk, he passed a tree. And near it, smoke was coming up out of the grass. Now, Todd must have inherited his mother's curiosity. So he went to investigate. And the ground opened up and swallowed him. Oh, no, Todd! At first, he was only up to his knees in hot, smoking mud, but while he fought to escape, the ground dropped again, as we know is a thing from the Faithway Drive episode. Right. Um, Todd started screaming. The ground dropped again, and until his head was several feet below the ground, but he'd grabbed a tree root on his way down, and he fought to keep holding on as he screamed until his 14-year-old cousin Eric heard him and pulled him out of the massive cone-shaped hole. Fuck yeah, Eric. Good job. It turned out, yes, absolutely. It turned out the mud and the sinkhole were the least of his concerns because the hole was full of massive amounts of carbon monoxide and Todd would have died of asphyxiation a few minutes later. Oh. And this was awkward timing since state politicians were present in Centralia that day. Right. <laughs> and they were horrified. And by this point, what was originally a $50,000 fix was a $100 million fix. Oh, man. Which would be the equivalent of $286 million today. Yikes. Big yeah. yikes. Huge. Yikes on bikes. So, unfortunately, people were fucking stupid. And this feels really timely right now. Listen to this article from People, like People Magazine in 1981. And I will be the Melanie here. I'm victim blaming my ass off because it is the (laughs) year of our Lord 2020 and there's a global pandemic and I'm so tired of this and it makes my head explode that if you changed a few words, this could be some dipshits talking about coronavirus. Oh, the mask holes? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is long, but you need to hear the whole paragraph. Like, I, I kept trying to cut this down for brevity. It it can't be. It, it, defi- give it, it defies to that. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, all right. Despite the inferno below them and the gases that seep into their basements, some Centralians do not want to leave their homes and remain convinced that it's all a plot by coal companies to drive them off valuable land since the borough owns mineral rights to the coal below. Other rumored villains have variously included anonymous Arabs, their words, not mine, and large energy cartels. Helen Wilmer, 52, lives in the hot section of town, but doesn't believe that she's in danger, and she refuses to install a gas detection machine in her house. We're not afraid of the gases, and we're not going to become slaves to a machine, she says. We burn coal for heat and always have. If we had one of those machines, it would be going off all the time. She and her husband, Carl, informed federal officials that they were not about to leave. I'm not going to let the coal barons win, she vows. The coal barons? The coal barons. I'm sick of it, Melanie. Other Centralia residents viewed it more as, like, a weather phenomenon almost than a slow motion disaster. And one said, we've always had the smoke and my wife felt sick if she was near it. So we stay away from it. It's bad news. People are idiots. People are dumb as shit. Why are people so dumb? So in 1984, some more kids fell into sinkholes. I didn't find much about them particularly. I think they lived. 
Um, there was a near miss with some underground tanks at a gas station, which, holy shit, didn't even think of that till I came across that. No. Oh, my god. That's bad. <laughs> um, the government ordered that the entire town evacuate and paid $42 million to buy them out and relocate them. About a thousand residents took the offer, but not everyone. Well, I'm sure they are undercut for sure. Have you ever seen people um, that have had their properties bought out by state or federal government? Mm. Have you ever known anyone? Mm-mm. It's really interesting. Like, um, they just undervalue everything. Really? Uh, yeah, there was I mean, a... I guess I'm not surprised. There was a, a highway that was getting... One of the biggest ones that I remember was there was a highway that they were trying to expand uh, when I was growing up in Kentucky. And a lot of friends, they were just like, you know, these are, it's all farmers. You know what I mean? And houses have been passed down from generation to generation, like family sharing lots. And, you know, they're just, you know, they put a price on it. and. Mm It's like a fraction of what they deserve. Yeah. I don't, I didn't really come across anything that said if that did or didn't happen. I mean, it's the federal government. I'm sure it did. Um, But. It'd be like curious said, if that's why people, some people turned it down. I mean, I, I don't want to attribute that much sense to them after the coal baron. <laughs> I so by 1992, the fire had burned for 30 years, and I guess the federal government like decided to actually really care, and Congress placed Centralia under eminent domain, and started like paying more residents to move. Uh, every building was condemned, every single building in the whole city. Oh, People wow. still stayed, and some fought the condemnation tooth and nail. Uh, some didn't. Houses did get bought out. As they got bought out, they were immediately demolished and replaced with plants. Like, I, th- I think they may have, like, planted plants there. It made it sound like. Um, even, like, the sidewalks and the lips of curves, curbs were removed. So that's, um, that's federal property now. Like, the government owns that? Um, if they're buying the, it out? I'm not. The city or the homes? The city. Mm, we'll get there. Uh, so in 1994, the fire collapsed an entire section of highway. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be demolished because what was underneath the ground was too unsafe, but it was filled with too many cracks and holes to drive on. Like it didn't like fully just disappear into the ground, but you, you, it was not safe at all. So they just abandoned it and rerouted the highway to bypass it completely. Oh, And wow. Yeah. Over the years, the highway was covered in graffiti and became a tourist attraction. It's actually, like, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, really? You can still go? Well, more on that later. Uh, You can't drive on it, but people would take their four-wheelers, like their ATVs out there. Every inch of the highway was just bright, gorgeous graffiti. Like, really a sight. It's it's gorgeous. That's amazing. Look up pictures. Oh, totally. Um... In 1999, Centralia was the inspiration for Silent Hill. <gasps> really? Yep. Oh, that's so that cool. That foggy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I love Silent Hill. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's just, it's this, uh, I think it's a mining town in Silent Hill. Yeah. And it's full of smoke. Wow, that like blew my mind. My mind is blown. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, I had a feeling it would. I In love 2000- that shit so much. The movie or the video game? Well, the video game, but I love when it's based like all something real. It's like uh, the Monaga disaster, how it was. Um, well, shit, now I can't even remember uh, <laughs> which video game it was based off. I just, I love it. I love it. It's so yeah. cool. So I'm geeking out a little bit. You're fine. I like it. Uh, In 2002, the post office eliminated Centralia's zip code. Oh. Yeah. Signs with the name Centralia were removed. 
Arrows were changed. Maps were changed. Mail's no longer delivered there. Residents can't write checks because you have to have like an address the zip code to write a check. Eliminating a zip code sounds like awful. Yeah. They they were like, no. no it's more. like you never existed. <laughs> yeah, I know. They kind of bummed me out too. Bummed them out too. Uh, so in 2009, the governor announced that he was no longer fucking around. Everyone had to be evacuated. And for years, scientists had come to town and they were basically using miners as liaisons with the thinking that they were residents who understood, you know, the residents' perspectives, but they also understood coal right. and how it works. And this only pissed everyone off. A guy named Guy stayed, not in spite of the scientists, but to spite the scientists. He said, they thought they knew more than us, but they were wrong. How come the town hasn't collapsed like they said? It's not as bad as they said, and you can see that now. Like, sir, half the town has collapsed. A whole bunch of the town has collapsed. And you don't even have a real name. Yeah. Uh, so... The owner of the cat, who was eaten by a sinkhole, stayed even when she was offered a buyout. And she was last seen by a former resident standing on her porch yelling at men in suits. Did she get swallowed? I don't think so. Some residents hid sprinklers in their yards to ambush lawyers, politicians, scientists. Um, one was working on buying a cell phone jammer when she died. <laughs> I don't um, think she, I realized that, I, I rephrased that a couple times, but I, I realized that that still kind of makes it sound like she got killed in a cell phone jammer deal or something. <laughs> she she was just working on it and died, probably because of the toxic gases in her house. I don't know. Aliens. Uh, <laughs> so in 2013, the 10-year legal battle, battle resisting condemnation ended and seven residents were allowed to stay. I think, I don't think... I mostly think it wasn't like a hundred people sued, but they said yes to seven. Like that's basically who sued. There were basically that many left. So we're from 1962 all the way now to 2013 and people are, I don't feel sorry for anyone at this point. No, I really don't either. So those seven residents were allowed to stay on the condition that when they die, their houses will revert to state property. Like they can't be sold or passed down. They can just live out their lives in their homes. And and that's the end of it. Uh, What's the Uh, point of that? I don't know. So a few died over the next few years. And in 2017, one more resident died and the number was down to four, which I believe is still, yeah. So it's a ghost town now. Like, I mean, if you Google, you know, famous ghost towns or whatever, it will come up. It's literally considered a ghost town. I'm not saying that as a figure of speech. Is it still on fire? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It had four residents as of 2020, three houses, one church still standing. There are no police services, no firefighter services, which is, wow. Um, The fire has burned for 58 years now. And it is expected to burn for another 100 to 250 years. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I can't believe, like, not more has been... I mean, come on. Shit, they keep trying. Like, what can you do but just carry these people out bodily? Holy shit. Yeah, but there's got to be a way to put it out. I don't believe that we're in 2020 and... We've been to the moon, but we can't put out a fire? I mean, these fucking people probably don't think we've been to the moon. Honestly, I don't think we have. Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a flat earther, I promise. Uh, Okay, please don't be. (laughs) I'm not no cutie flat earther. I do think JFK was an inside job. We all have something. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I think that's like bordering on just true at this point so like i said most of the buildings are gone all that's left is uh three houses one church and they do still use the church um they need it yeah the highway was covered in beautiful graffiti smoke just rolls down the streets it is a sort of a tourist destination when it was about half emptied it was a really popular place to trick-or-treat because it was filled with abandoned houses and rolling smoke (laughs) but there was a striking gap in how residents saw Centralia and how tourists did 
This is a quote from someone who lived there. It said, whenever people visited from, say, Harrisburg or Lancaster, they would get scared easily. The ground would give out from under them and they'd fall into their knees and they'd go, oh my God, I was so used to it. I said, sometimes it does that and went on. This wasn't unusual. My mom or dad would say not to go into the steam and to stay away from the openings. And they always asked what that was. When they found out, they asked if they were going to die. And my dad, eloquent as ever, would say, oh, probably not. Not to be funny, but actually being serious about it. Oh my gosh. These are like those boomers that are all like, we went, we didn't have car seats and we didn't okay. do this. We okay, didn't. I have I have a question for you about that. Uh, we all know those the, the memes and shit that you share that you're referring to where it's like, like you said, we didn't have car seats, we, we didn't have bike helmets, and we all survived. Which, first of all, is my biggest pet peeve in the world is the survivorship bias. A lot of you didn't survive. You're just not here to say that. Thank you. <laughs> anyway... But my my other beef with this, I have nothing but beefs with this, but my other beef with that is that they all talk about how they drank out of the garden hose and they're all still alive. Is, do they think we care about garden hoses? Oh, they always do say that, huh? Who gives a shit about garden hoses? I don't think that's ever been a thing. Like a don't drink out of the garden hose campaign. Yeah, that's weird. It, it it's it's stupid like you're gonna I mean, get most... this giardia oh god giardia 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 <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny though because it's like i have this picture um my biological grandmother um mailed me some i, I don't have a lot of pictures when i was you know like a baby and stuff um but she mailed me a huge packet of just like old photos when I was a baby and I got them, I want to say a year or so ago. And they were really interesting to look through because I never really knew what I looked like that little. Um, You were cute. Oh, I was fucking adorable. I was the cutest, but there's a picture in there where uh, she's driving and I'm totally sitting in her lap. (laughs) and i'm like wait a minute somebody's taking this picture like somebody i don't know who took the picture thought it was a good idea for and the trees or whatever the background's all blurred i mean you could tell she is cruising and i'm just no car seat nothing just hanging out driving on my grandmother's lap and the person in the passenger side like what are you thinking well, like you thank thought you for that was not a good using idea. that as a reason to get on the internet. And no, and, the car but that's what I'm stupid. saying. Like, I, I am. I, I get. Am I? I don't think I'm not a boomer. Well, I don't no, know. You're not I'm a boomer. A, what the hell? No, I know I'm not a boomer. I'm trying to think of what I am. I am. What's the one below mm, boomer? A generation Y. No, no. That's what year not were right. you born? Eighty. 80 hold on i'm not a millennial i'm between millennial and boomer what generation z no i think i think it might be x hold on i think i'm x i accidentally typed 1908 Uh, this is the ghost of melody (laughs) (laughs) well if you're 1908 your generation is dead if you're 1980 your generation x Okay, so what I'm saying is there's this picture, and I'll have to post it for everyone to see. It's pretty hilarious. But I survived, but guess what? My kids are in fucking car seats. Mm, But did you drink from a water hose? I did. Well, that explains a lot, Melanie. I I won't because of Giardia. I won't anymore. (laughs) Maybe maybe you're the reason. (laughs) Maybe you're the reason for these memes. I don't know. I'm my own generation. I, I Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so tourism is down to only a few a year now, but with no zip code or business permits in Centralia, they can't sell anything to anyone, but the towns around them do. So tourists come and spray paint on their houses, the ones that are still living in them dump trash in their yards, chip off pieces of their houses for souvenirs, but their money benefits adjacent towns. What? Yeah. At this point, the residents say that the tourists damage more shit than the fire. 
Uh, and in April, the graffiti owner, the graffiti highways owner covered up the graffiti after COVID gave people too much free time and the ATV traffic got like totally out of control. Well, Which, that's fucking sad. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. It, once you see it, you'll be twice as sad because it was truly beautiful. Um, and last but not least. Goddamn COVID making people yeah. art and shit. How dare they? It makes me so mad. Well, the problem was that people who live kind of close, like when they had a day off, they would take their ATVs out and ride on the street, which is, I don't think that the residents really minded. But then COVID happened and everyone was going and it was just like loud and crowded and bad. So, I mean, that does sound like a problem, but it's such a shame. How about the problem is you're fucking living in hot garbage town. Yeah. Hot Garbage Town, USA. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, the cherry on top is that after all that concern about the trash attracting rats, the fire drove the rats out of their homes underground and into the town. Oh. The end. (laughs) The end! (laughs) So. I love you. And there you have it. The story of Centralia, Pennsylvania. That has been burning for 58 years. So was that my hands are hot as coal audio? That was yes. That. Yes. He was trying to, um, he had some kind of little gun looking thing that points a laser at something and takes its temperature. I think, I guess I don't know for sure that that's what it is, but that's what it seemed to be. Send me the link um, to that so I can post it. I will. And, uh, he's really complaining about his heat, the heat there. So. Man. Hot Garbage Town, USA. Hopefully, that is not how the election panned out. Oh, no. Oh, no, Melody. Please don't jinx us. I'm not. Shit. I'm an optimist. I think it's going to be okay. Not. I was an optimist four years ago, and look where that got us. Yeah, I don't know. People were stupid. I think we're all given this opportunity. I hope I'm not supposed to be coy about my political affiliations here. No, no. You're you're fine. It's whatever. I mean, it's not whatever. It's... Listen. I know what you mean. It's our fucking podcast. It's our fucking podcast. And, you know, I hope everybody, you know, takes care of themselves. I'm going to be an optimist and I'm going to say today, the day this drops, it's a good fucking day. I, I want to so much, but I'm so scared to jinx us. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to withhold everything and hope for the best. Mm. Me too. God bless it. Pray for our country. (laughs) And hot garbage town. Shit. We'll even pray for them. It's part of our country. Sure. (laughs) That was great. Oh, I bet they can't vote. I wonder if they can vote. No, because they don't have a zip code. You have to have a zip code. I wonder how that works because they can't get mail. So they must have P.O. boxes somewhere else. So they're... Yeah, they do. They have P.O. boxes in the town around, like, next door. So they would have to vote probably their stations in that zip. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. That's bananas. (sighs) Do you want to meet in Centralia? No, because they ruined the artwork. Yeah. You would have loved it with the artwork. There are some really beautiful pictures of that highway. Man, I'm a sucker for that. I want to go to um, uh, Cadillac Ranch. Have you seen that? No. Let's meet there. That place looks... I, it's been on my bucket list for years and years. So it's basically just a bunch of cars. It's in Texas. And they are... Um, they're like nose down into the ground. They're just like ass up, you know? And people just... And it's just rows of these cars and people go oh and they spray paint them and do artwork on it it's really cool Ooh, that sounds really cool i wonder how that I'm started intrigued. i don't i'm not sure the history of it i just it's just one of those places that i have to go and a lot well, less safer than garbage town <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's time for me to bid you farewell and go google the death museum Yes, Google the Death Museum and the Cadillac Ranch because I would love to meet there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Good. if you won't meet in Centralia, I guess I'll have to have to branch out. 
<laughs> Good night, Brianna. Good night, Melanie. Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.